Glory B. Glory B? Glory, glory Glory B. A. Oh, Glory C. Glory D. Glory, well, that's a glory. That's weird. Did we start? We did. Hi, it's Weekend at Effie's. Peter, I'm not going to lie to these people. I don't want to lie to these people. Uh, we've been trapped in a submarine at the bottom. Oh, never mind. That's a different story. <laughs> I've been uh, fighting off a common cold this week, and I'm a lot like uh, the guy from Parks and Rec in that I'm very good 90% of the time, 95% of the time, 99% of the time. But then when I get sick, I just, it's it's over. It's done. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot, I think my body is like, oh, we've got it out. We've got it out. Let's get out of here. Let's just go. So I've just woken up from sleeping for, I want to say at least 13 hours. I woke up at eight this morning and I took more DayQuil and then it put me back to sleep. And then I woke up in an even crazier feeling kind of delusion. And you met me there with cinnamon rolls and an everything flavored croissant and coffee and energy drinks. And I don't want to say that you were uh, trying to use substances to get me back into the the period of speaking, but it worked. Your substances were good. I woke up with a feeling that I needed to go grab said things. Maybe that was you subconsciously communicating to me, but I also felt that I needed such things. You, needed to, you needed to be a part of that as well. It wasn't just a for me thing. I do like that I remind myself often when I'm sleeping in such a way that I wake up and I see I've missed messages from multiple people and I don't care. And I think this isn't just to, to you, obviously, but I think it's good to remind ourselves that nobody needs you right that second. No. And if they do, they should have dialed 911 in case of an emergency. And sometimes I just need to lay in the bed with my dogs, with the AC running, cranberries in there, Bebop's in there, Lucy's in my lap right now. We couldn't do it anymore with all three dogs in the room. It's crazy. Lucy, do you have something to say? She's licking me right now. Lucy has been having a lot of fun, though, with uh, Bebop and Cranberry coming part-time over here to hang out with us. If you go on the Patreon, weekendateffies.com or patreon.com slash weekendateffies, which is more to type. I don't know why you type all that. You can just type the regular thing. I just put up a video that's going to go over some of the stuff that happened this weekend, but definitely not all of it. And I'm going to decide how much... I want to reveal about our universal trip, to be honest with you, because we did pull some schemes. And if you're a regular person who paid full price to bring your family to universal, and I explain this to you, you're probably not going to be happy with me. You're not going to be like, oh, that's awesome. Wow, we should have thought of that. But I don't know. I think it'll be fine. And we had a very fun weekend. Uh, We'll get into all the things that happened that were Let's just say this. Kenny King got the full GCW experience. He did. This man has wrestled at Ring of Honor. This man has wrestled at Impact. This man has wrestled all over the world. He's also been a Chippendales dancer. And he's also been a contestant on The Bachelorette. And I got to meet the daughter that he left the show because he didn't think he was giving her, you know, like the the proper finding of a real mom. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a good call. It was, it was the right call. Trust. Maybe TV mom isn't best. TV mom. mom may not be the one that raises your child with you and makes you happy. I don't know. Uh, but Peter, how are you? I'm here. You're here. I'm here. We're starting to get a little more into the groove here. But yeah. I've got to say, this was the first week where I was like, I even told someone this weekend, I was like, I don't really have anything to do this week. We didn't have to move your stuff. We didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to be anywhere. And because of that, I think my body chose this time to completely collapse. 
Yeah, we've, we've also had the moon offline for three straight days. Whoa. Um, and that has been part of it, too. I fully intended to get a bunch of cleaning done at the old apartment. Yeah. I've just been sleeping this week. Guess what? We needed it. Just as important as cleaning, just as important as anything else, a little bit of sleep is not the worst. And now looking at my schedule for the weekend, I'm not going to be doing a lot of sleeping, so I'm glad I'm getting it now. I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm not putting any pressure on myself. I even streamed Monday, and I streamed last night, but I did a different kind of stream last night, Peter, where I just set the phone up on the table, and I watched TV, and the dogs just danced around me for three hours. That's so cute. It was just me on the couch, and the dogs were just dancing around me, and it was kind of beautiful. And Cranberry's not used to Lucy and Bebop being as kind of aggressive as they are. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I have to start with this story, actually. All right. I woke up. This feels like we're jumping around, but this actually goes back into earlier in the week. Because last week, I rented a U-Haul truck real quick. We moved a bunch of your big stuff over here. You've still got some stuff to get, but it's not, you know, it's not the major stuff. You can take the car and knock that out. And we brought the U-Haul truck back within probably an hour, hour and a half. And I, I Very I, speedy. I don't want to be a Karen here, but I'm going to be a Karen. And this, I think Jimmy Lloyd thought this was hilarious. And I'll tell you how we got to where we got to. But I just want to say that... 8 a.m. Pacific Coast time, 11 a.m. Eastern Eastern time. I got a call from one of the U-Haul employees, Ricardo. I'm going to name him. I don't give a shit. And he said, when are you going to bring this truck back? And I said, Ricardo, the truck has been there since 1130 on the day that I picked it up. He said, no, it's not. Where is it? And I said, your manager told me where to park the truck and that it was very busy and she would check the truck in. A manager who I know. I've rented trucks from her multiple times. So I said, that's fine. That's okay. I'll leave this here. Leave the keys in it. You can check it in right now. It's parked where you want it. And then he said, well, I'll go look. I said, you need to go look. So you need to check your cameras. You need to go look. And you know, Peter, I don't like going back to the person I was when I ran a moving company. It doesn't make me happy. You know, there's, there's skills that I have that are real skills, that are business skills. I don't like to pull them out. But I can be... Uh, I'll say direct is, is my way. So he calls me back and he says, oh, well, we found the truck, but we can't find the keys. Did you steal the keys? And I said, Ricardo, let me ask you this. You just called me and said you couldn't find the truck and the truck was exactly where I said it was. Did you open the truck to see if the keys were in there? And he said, well, I didn't see him when I went out there. And I said, I don't know if you looked. He said, well, you can just call Monday and speak to the manager. And I said, Ricardo, that's not how this is going to work because you're going to keep charging me for this truck that you can't check in. It sounds like you two aren't communicating. And here's where I had to be a Karen. And I, I will be honest. I said, it sounds like you're speaking over me, Ricardo. And it sounds like you're accusing your customer of theft. Now, you see where this is going. He hung up on me. That's the wrong, that's the wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. I called the corporate office. And she was very understanding. And I explained the situation. She said, well, let me patch you over to the manager. I said, no, no, no. I don't want to speak to the manager because clearly they are not speaking. They are not communicating. And their first instinct is to reach out to me and say, you stole our U-Haul truck. So this needs, this needs to be resolved. And then you call me back and say, it's resolved. I did not receive any more calls. And then yesterday in the middle of my laying in the bedness, I got the closed out U-Haul receipt brought back exactly when I said it was. Correct fuel mileage, everything correct, with no further word from anybody involved. You cowards. 
you freaking cowards. If you're going to call and accuse me of stealing your shitty little truck, at least have the balls to call me back and say, you know what, sir? I'm sorry. We actually, we found it all exactly where you said it was. And thank God we don't need any more trucks right now. We don't. And we won't for a little while. Eventually we will. And I'll bring this up and I'll be very rude about it because unfortunately in our society, if you're a little bit rude, you get what you want. Yeah. And it's an act you have to play. It's a kayfabe. It's a, a role you take on. But in the middle of my California adventure, I was dealing with that. And Jimmy was like, damn, you became manager again. And I was like, I sure fucking did. I sure fucking did. And I didn't like it. And I didn't want to, but it's a skill that's still in there if I have to whip it out. If I have to pull it out on them and make them see what, see what I'm capable of. I shouldn't have to pay for any of that truck. The emotional distress y'all put me through. If I sound like a dick out there, just remember, it's not all the time. And if I sound like I was in the complete right, go ahead and sign up for the Patreon, weekendatfees.com. It was much cheaper. It was way cheaper to fly out to California the day before. And because of this, I reached out to a few of my friends who are out there, who are big Effie fans, uh, Alex and Ash Tabith and a few others. And we worked out getting tickets to Universal Studios, Orlando, Hollywood. I guess it's not Orlando, Hollywood. I guess just Hollywood. Orlando is more of a Florida thing. To which I did tell one of the employees, you know the problem with the Universal Studios in Florida? And they said, what? And I said, it's in Florida. (laughs) What a nightmare. You have to deal with Florida to go to that place. They have, you know, it's a bigger park in Florida, but also Ron DeSantis is there. And I just got some news I think we're going to be doing something very punk rock in Florida soon because fuck them. Uh, but I can't reveal any of that yet. Not for a little while. I said, let's go to Universal. So I got a team together of myself and Jimmy Lloyd, who Jimmy was originally scheduled for something else and then it didn't work out. And so he said, can I go to Ash Davis save the day? But Alex hooked up me and Kevin Blackwood with tickets to Universal and we got there well, first we landed, and I took Jimmy to Jack in the Box. And Jimmy said, can we wait for Joey Janela? He really wants to go. And I said, I'll wait for Joey Janela. When does he land? In an hour. I said, okay. So we're already getting there kind of late. And when we get there, they said, do you guys all have tickets already? And I was like, yeah. Joey did not have a ticket yet. We were working it out. They said, good, because the park is completely sold out. I said, oh, no. I said, Joey, I'm going to be honest with you here. Here's the keys to the rental car. If you can't get in... I'm going in the park. I don't care. I will abandon you. We go up to guest services, and he explains the situation. I showed we all had tickets. They let him purchase a ticket. He did not get his ticket for free, unfortunately, but he was allowed in the park. We did not have to abandon him. It worked out fine. Joey can handle it. Joey bought his ticket. But at this point, it's noon, man, and we're getting into a park that is completely sold out. All the rides, like even the Minions ride, was at 85 minutes. Wait time. Okay? And... I'll just quote Joey Janela. This is not something I would ever say out loud. That ride is mid. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. I did get in trouble with the Minions in a minute. But we found another friend who worked there, uh, our good friend Doodoo Head, Eric. And he, I don't want to tell you what he does, but he was wearing a military-type uniform near Megatron, if that makes sense. And he said, guys, I can get you a couple of these passes to go through the express line. And I got there, and I was a dick up front. And this is, I got to work on this, Peter. With my newfound strength and my newfound charisma of not smoking weed and going to the gym, I sometimes can be a little overbearing, if you haven't figured it out yet. 
Uh, I said, four passes? This is only good for one ride. And he says, no, each pass will get six of you on a ride. There's four of you. It's four separate passes. I said, okay. Jimmy says, hold on to those passes. They try to take them from you when you go through. Well, we did hold on to those passes, and we ran out of those passes pretty quick. Now, we rode the Transformers ride. Very sick. Love the Transformers very ride. Very sick. Very it cool. Rules. It's it very similar to the rules. one in Florida. It's They're the same thing. So it's, there's a lot of those things in the park where they're not expecting you to go by coastal. That was when uh, just full revelation last time I went to Universal was to conquer my fear of roller coasters. I may or may not have taken a tab of acid to help encourage that process my goodness and i may or may not have been coming up on the transformers ride and having a lot of realizations about life and lines and yeah and autobots rolling out exactly yeah how do those like there's a scene in this one where you go through the vortex man oh yeah do you remember that oh yeah was that intense oh it was, it was intense it, stone cold sober i don't like roller coasters at all. When I'm on acid, I mean, when someone I know is on acid. <laughs> Whatever. I think we're past that here. <laughs> I think we are probably. Um, love roller coasters. Yeah. As the day went on, I rewrote some of the rides that I had been on earlier and did not care for them as much. I think the thing about roller coasters, amusement rides, you know, uh, high thrill rides. I'm not an adrenaline junkie like you. But it's But it's a different kind of adrenaline to me because this isn't like you know, paying a guy with an Xbox controller to take you down to the Titanic, you see people getting off the ride. So it's like sort of a, a small dose. It's like eating an Oreo of sweets versus jumping in a vat of sugar. You can't really predict sometimes what will happen when you do real daredevil things like jumping out of a plane or, you know, yeah, the other thing. Um, but there's also websites you can go on and read about all the people that have died at different amusement Yeah, but imagine how much country. of a fucking loser you are if you're the one out of a million that died on the freaking Transformers ride. You freaking loser. Like <laughs> That would be a hard one to die on. You it know, is mostly he, 3D. He was screaming a lot, and he fell out of the Transformers ride, and he was crushed by one of the slow-moving vehicles through the 3D atmosphere. No way, dude. I'm not on your side with that. That's If you die on an amusement park ride, you were doing something wrong. You were not paying attention. You did not pull up the harness when they told you to. That's on you, pal. This is contained excitement that everyone can enjoy. We rode Transformers, and then I noticed, I was really sad, all the time slots to go into Nintendo World, the newly opened Nintendo World, were closed. All the time slots were closed. Now, if you're listening to this, you're going, Effie, I saw you in Nintendo World. Let me get there, okay? Because we had to do some finagling to make this work. We kept using our passes. We went up. I did force Joey et al. to ride the Minions ride. I was trying to get a picture of the Minions, and one of the employees said, is that your family with the Minions? And I said, I'm not taking a picture of the family. I said, I'm trying to take a picture of the Minions for my vlog. And he said, well, you can't do that. Get in line. So I did get in line, and then I got up there, and there were two employees, one that was the mean employee and one that was taking pictures. And I said, make sure he doesn't see what's on my phone and make sure he doesn't stand too close. And they took a picture of all of us with the minions. I walked over to the other employee and I go, that one's a real creeper. You need to watch out for him. And we walked away. Don't try me, motherfucker. I'm not trying to film nobody's family with the minions. I'm trying to get with the minions. The minions, you know what the minions are about? Doing evil. Banana. Helping grew. Bringing gifts to the kids. Don't come at me. Do you know the Minions were actually a separate property that were added last second to the Despicable Me movies because they didn't know what else to do with them? What? Yeah. Did you know? They were just like an afterthought? They were an afterthought. The first Despicable Me movie came out before Jimmy Lloyd started in professional wrestling. 
came out when he was 13 and he began professional wrestling at 14. Did you know I've seen all five Despicable Me movies, including Despicable Me 1, 2, and 3, and Minions, and Minions, The Rise of Gru? No. Yeah, they're fantastic. Okay. Have you ever seen them? I have not seen a single Minions or Despicable Me. Any, oh, anybody. the Minions. With the different Minions. They're going to cause evil. Yeah, I love the Minions. They're always up to fun. They always mess things up, but it works out in the end. And they're silly. Some of them have one eye. Some of them have two eyes. And then they're always trying to help the kids, but they screw it up. And they go, oh, Minion, Minion. It's really, I think every family should watch the Minions movies. All five Minions movies. I want to be a Minion. Yeah. Starboy Charlie said, the Minions stole my, they stole my swag because they're wearing overalls too. I thought that was pretty funny. Now, after this, Joey said he had to have a Long Island iced tea because it was too much dealing with the Minions. So we continued that and Jimmy then propositioned me with an idea. He said, what if we use my trick? And I said... What's the trick, Jimmy? And he said, I'm going to tell them I have serious diarrhea. (laughs) And I can't wait in this line any longer. And I said, there's no way you're going to pull this off. And I go up with him to the guest relations. And he says, it's too severe. I can't wait in line. And they give him an express pass that we go up. And now you just hand them the thing. And they say, come back in this time. And you can get on all the rides. Well, I got to admit something here. And I didn't want to admit it. And you'll hear why. We did, in fact, ride the Harry Potter ride. And I can only compare it to one thing, Peter. It's like hooking up with somebody who wants the world to still think they're straight. And it was a really good hookup. Like, it was, like, it fucked. But you can't really tell everybody that you wrote it because it'll mess it up for them. And also, like, with the Harry Potter ride, it's like, hey, yeah, I know she's a transphobic piece of shit who's trying to end all trans trans people through her genocidal tactics and political leanings and money donations. But damn, that's a sick roller coaster. You know, like it's sort of the, you kind of have to keep it to yourself. Which one was it? It was the Harry Potter go through the Hogwarts ride where you ride in the, in the four seater with the harness. Okay. Have you ridden this one? No, I did the, with the Dementors. I did the Gringotts bank one. Okay. Well, that one's also very anti-Semitic. I can't believe you would do that, Peter. I'm just kidding. All the rides are very problematic from the Harry Potter world. It's, it's all problematic. They're very fun rides. Yeah. Um, you're laughing, but it's like, you're kind of thinking back going, it might be a little bit. No, it's the, yeah. And the little goblins will have their bank underneath the town. It's, it's like, look, I, you think of the one thing, and that's kind of where all your focus goes. But then you go, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of other... There's a lot of problems. They, they just had slaves in that. Oh, yeah. Don't you dare give Dobby a sock. You make sure Dobby stays here and be a house elf forever. Oh, God. Yeah, so it's one of those experiences where you're like, man, I want to tell people how much fun I had. I can't really tell them. I'm telling you here. I'm taking the courage to say, uh, support all trans lives, uh, support trans rights, and also, I don't know, the ride was pretty fun... Uh, I feel really bad about that. Uh, I will say they had a... It's weird. They make the park part of the park that's Harry Potter like colder because it's like snowing and it's you're in the little... Wherever they buy those fucking dildo wands. Yeah. If I pay, if I pay more than $40 US for a seven-inch piece of wood, kill me because that is, that is overpriced for a dildo. AdamandEve.com, our sponsor this week. You can get 50% off a select item with purchase including a wooden dildo so you don't have to fucking buy a wand with your children at the Harry Potter world and then go home later and find one sliver of time to please yourself with Hermione Granger's piece of wood. Oh, my God. We're getting out of control here, aren't we? 
Then we were informed by an employee that, hey, guys, if you just hang out for a minute, they'll take the barriers down to Super Nintendo World, and you can just go in there. I said, will we be able to use this Express Pass? They said, I can't guarantee anything, but probably. So we're trying to kill a little time before this, and we have a little sit-down meal. I had a Nutella uh, mousse with a monster energy drink. I was not eating well this day. I do want to say in the Springfield area, we did not get to get on the Springfield ride, but myself and uh, young Jimmy Lloyd, we split one of those giant Homer donuts, which you probably saw on Instagram if you looked. And within the time of Kevin Blackwood walking into the Quickie Mart and walking out, me and Jimmy Lloyd had eaten the entire donut, just bite after bite, chomp, 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 sharing it like it was Lady and the Tramp. We killed that donut. It was magical. And after this, we said, we've got to ride Jurassic Park. And we get in the line, and we get our express pass, and we're killing a little time before it. And we get to the front of the line, and Kevin Blackwood's like, wait a second, am I going to get wet on this? And I was like, no, not the large-scale riverboat ride where you fall down when you see a Tyrannosaurus. Absolutely not. Of course not. You're not going to see it. Of course, you would. But the employees stepped in, and they said, you're on the back row. You're not going to get wet at all. You're going to be okay. He was like, all right. So we convinced him to not walk off this ride and get on the ride. Lo and behold, the Velociraptor sprays him directly. Just like (laughs) we're going right past the Velociraptor and it's just spraying him. Just And I said, well, I didn't predict that. Okay. I can't predict. I can predict the big fall portion of the wet. I couldn't predict what was going on here. Uh, But we had a very good time riding Jurassic Park. I didn't remember it being that extensive and i'm not sure if i've only ridden the florida one uh because there was a whole inside section that was like more extensive than i remember and then of course the tyrannosaurus rex shows up and boom you fall straight to your death i think we lived a lot of people i think died uh but we lived the fall and didn't get that wet would you call yourself the boys who lived we are the boys who lived and we have little scars right above our head from gigging during matches. So we both have the markings, uh, the markings of the beast. Uh, Joey has a really good kick mark still from that Kota Ibushi match. That thing is brutal. Uh, it'll heal back fine. He goes, I can't. We're going to get him some, like, what is it called? Microderm or whatever? Yeah. Something to put on there. He's like, yeah. what if I want to shave my head? And I was like, what if? You're going to have a mark, buddy. It's okay. We finally made our way over after they took the... Uh, barriers down to Super Nintendo Land. And let me tell you what, buddy. Holy shit. This place is... You can see it. The way this park is set up, there's a top area of the park, bottom area of the park. You have to take huge escalators down to the bottom area of the park. And it's like a 50-50 split. But you can see into Super Nintendo World, and you're like, that looks crazy. looks a little small. Now, is it small? It's pretty small. Okay? But that could be because I ate the big growing mushrooms before I went in. But inside there, you cannot tell that you are anywhere else but Nintendo World. It is so heavily themed. Now, they've also got these bracelets that are you can interact with all the parts of the park and make it move and make it do stuff and get coins and get all kinds of, you know, secret prizes and uh, unlockables. But they really only have one main ride in there right now. They have a haunted house we did not go on. And then they have Mario Kart, Go-Kart, Bowser Kart, Destruction Path. Now, the line for this ride was two hours long. Oh. Not for us. James went up, young Jimmy, and he said, when can we come back? And they said, 20 minutes. 
So we wandered around Super Mario Land. I bought a nice little peach bag for AJ that is exclusive to the park for the pool days. And then we got back in line and they asked him, they said, can he handle stairs? And he goes, I don't know. I said, you can handle stairs. Come on. We went up into the ride. And at this point, I think Joey and Kevin were a little bit, they were tired of our shenanigans because we had really pulled some fast ones to get this off. And Jimmy then he said, oh my God, I feel like we're, you know, I can't believe we're cutting this whole line. can't believe we're doing this. Plus, we're not even getting to see the whole line. It's a themed line. We might miss some stuff. And Jimmy just turns around and goes, you can go wait in line then. And I was like, yeah, Jimmy, tell him. We got on that ride. And let me tell you something. Holy shit, the future of rides is so cool. You put on a visor, and then you attach a magnetic thing when you get on the cart. And you basically are going through the world of Mario. But through your visor you can see like the 3d VR images of other racers around you while the race is happening and you can shoot stuff at them and you can win the points. Now, Joey, I don't think he had his visor on correctly because he was like, why are they transparent? What is going on? So he's just screaming the whole time. And the rest of us did pretty well on the cart, but it was very like you had to be fully immersed in this Mario world. And you're seeing these things pop up on you while you're seeing the rest of the world around you that's actual real Mario and the mix and blend of those two things is like, it's otherworldly. It's very cool. Uh, was it worth two hours in line? I think I would have to lie and say yes if I had to wait two hours in line, but it was definitely worth a 20 minute walk around wait before we get there. Now, after this happened, we went out. We, we did not meet everyone at dinner because we were so late. We went back so we could shower and then we headed back to Hollywood uh, post-park and tried to have dinner at the Rainbow Room. You familiar with the Rainbow Room? Yes. Rock and roll, mm -hmm. historic site. Uh, it is definitely haunted, but they have very good Italian food. And it's, is it overpriced? A little bit. Do you see the weirdest, coolest people on the strip there? Yes, 100%. I would pay to have a ghost make me Italian food. Well, whoever made this Italian food needs to be commended. This lasagna, dude, it is damn so good because they put it on the thing and then they bake the thing. So it's like a twice baked lasagna. Yeah. Twice baked lasagna is actually my rap name. That's a sick rap name. I always think of Lil Wayne when he says like, it's like silent, like the G in lasagna. Yeah. Move in silence like the G yeah. in lasagna. Remember when so that stuffy. was the craziest thing on the internet? Lil Wayne? He seems to be doing very well. I was worried we were going to get one of those RIP notifications yeah. when he was really leaning, you know? Yeah. He seems to be okay. Now, we tried he to meet everyone. He hasn't had fast food in 20 years. I've had fast food many times. I've been in a real bad habit lately of finishing my workout and slamming two bacon, bacon doubles from Wendy's and not feeling bad about it because I've just like, I look ginormous. I feel good. I haven't eaten enough. Slam two bacon doubles. I'm going to have to get back on heart pressure medication. That's what I was on before I smoked weed. I was on like, calm you down, blood pressure meds. And now I'm like, I don't know. Let's see. I might go try some cardio here. Not today, obviously, while I'm sick, but soon just to see where my heart is really at. I feel good in the ring, though. We finished our Italian meal, and Jimmy and myself were like, we're calling it. It's too late. And Joey ended up staying out with one of our friends, Joe. And they ran into the guy from Workaholics. Uh, Blake. No shit. And he was like, oh my God, you're Joey Janela. And he was like, oh my God, you're Blake from Workaholics. And they were like, we we kind of look like each other sometimes. 
which they do, and it's awesome. Uh, but we missed that because me and Jimmy were trying to be responsible. The first hotel I went to where I had a confirmed booking, they said, oh, there she is, my pepperoni dragon. They said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. You've arrived, and we gave your room away. You don't have a room here. I said, fuck. What are we going to do, Jimmy? Because I don't know. So I had to flex. I had to pop a flex. And I looked up at 1230 in the morning when hotels were open. And all I could find was this beautiful boutique hotel downtown. And I said, Jimmy, let's just fucking do it. And I called them to make sure. I said, are you guys really? You're open? And we went to the beautiful Hoxton, downtown LA. Was it more expensive than I wanted? Yes, absolutely. Was it actually a room that we got into? Yes, it was. And at what time do you think we walked into the lobby after valeting our car? One, one, one. And I said, Jimmy, this is where we're supposed to be. This worked out the way it needed to work out. This is perfect. We then went to bed after watching some infomercials together at this beautiful hotel. Uh, the shower was fucked up because we didn't close the door all the way, so the water got everywhere. We didn't care. We were leaving in the morning. It was a beautiful, lovely experience at the Hoxton. And by the time we went to bed, we were waiting to wake up to go pick up Sawyer Wreck on our journey towards a day of violence. Now, we didn't have anywhere to be. So I start texting because we're checking out of this hotel. I'm not checking into the other hotel till later. After we pick up Sawyer Wreck, we said, let's go over to Ref Scarlet's house and, and take a nap vibe. She said that was fine with her. Ref Scarlet said it was fine. Cole Radrick said it was fine. We're all going over there. And I napped. I napped. In the middle of the day, I napped. I got to tell you, driving through LA in that kind of sun, and I forgot my sunglasses, and at any point I could have bought sunglasses, that wore me out more than any wrestling match could. That, like, it was physically destroying me. But... I had my little nap time. I took a little shower. They don't have a lot of air conditioning in LA, in houses. And it turns out, I was assuming, because Ref Scarlet did, she goes, you should have just turned on the air conditioning. And I was like, no, what? There was air conditioning? Because I was just like, I'll keep the fan on. I'll be okay. I can live in California. It's fine. I kept thinking about how London and California were very similar in that they don't really have in-home air conditioning. I was wrong. She did have in-home air conditioning, and we could have turned it on. I had a big fight to get ready for, though, and it was against, like I said, Bachelorette contestant and, and former Chippendales dancer, Kenny King. It was a magical time for me, and it's a magical time because it's another person I get to say, hey, buddy, love your stuff. I know what I'm doing. You got to listen to me. I'm going to pitch some weird shit to you. It's going to work. She was tricking me into taking her outside a lot. Was she? She was being she was being a little trickster. What was she doing? She would she would start going uh-huh. and then tapping her feet. And I'd be like, You really have to go outside again? And then we would go outside again. And I'd be like, You don't have to go to the bathroom. This was this is Lucy. a fool's errand, Lucy. Lucy. She knew she could get me. Cranberry used to try that one on me. She doesn't try it anymore. But I wasn't I wasn't Lucy, gonna risk it with too her. Much. You I wasn't too gonna much. risk it with her if she was needed to really go she's my angel angel of darkness what a baby so kenny king sorry i get i'm off topic here on dayquil if you can't tell i'm just vibing through it on dayquil um i said to kenny king a few things one of them i was a little bit of a i was kind of being a dick peter i'll be honest so i said make sure you take it in 
He's like, you've never been in the ring with Effie. And he's like, no. Nah. And I was like, take it in when you're in there. He's like, what do you mean? And I was like, some fucking over, pal. <laughs> and I was. I was very over. Within the second we got in the ring, there was some there was some kerfluffle going on. And it was not involving either of us. And I think there's something magic about being prepared for a match. What? <laughs> you're laughing right now. Just keep going. Keep going. Being really prepared for a match and you're about to go and the energy's there in the room and they're behind you and they're really excited. And then something crazy is happening that has nothing to do with you. And you kind of have to just like... Throw your whole plan out the window and just leave it alone and just see what happens. But they were sometimes the LA fans are a little too rowdy. All right. And you'll see, you know, a lot of people online will say, oh, these people are too crazy, this and that. But there's a particular energy I really like about LA because it's very, it's unpredictable. Do I think you should put hands on performers or other fans? Absolutely not. Do I like having shows where it feels like there's about to be a riot? Absolutely, I do. And, you know, I, I had to shove a guy away from me who was trying to kiss me on the entrance. I had to stop some kisses later. It's a lot. Like, please don't, please don't put your hands on me or I'm going to freak out. But I guess this guy poured a drink on this lovely young lady and she, they started swinging on each other in the audience. And then he threw her into the merch table. I saw this happen. Oh, God. And God bless her. She no-sold the fuck out of that merch table and popped up and started teeing off on this motherfucker. And Kenny King looks at me and he goes, do we need to go out there? And I go, absolutely not. There's security that's going to handle this. I'm not getting involved in the middle of this. They are beating the shit out of this dude. And then security drags him out. Everybody's chanting, fuck this guy. The whole room is erupting. Has nothing to do with us in the ring. You have to just kind of like breathe on it and let it happen. It is really funny for you to be like, feel it when we go out there. And then a fight breaks. Yeah. Punch, you're like, yeah, this like, is what I he, expected. How did he know that that was going just to happen? Just feel it out. We'll take our time. We'll be okay. Just like take it in. It was me being a dick being like, brother, I'm over. But it's but it was him being like, all right, I've, I'm glad you got the full GCW experience yeah. out of everything. Viva! had to handle him he was getting a little rowdy everybody gets a little rowdy i even looked into the camera and i don't know if this got on the stream but i said they all get a little too horny when i get in the ring and i thought that was at least appropriate i don't even think he's barking at us i think he's barking at an animal outside probably do you think we just give him a minute before yeah yeah so the match goes on as planned after this crazy thing someone brought a sign that says the ocean fears effie and I'm not going to get into this too deep because a lot of people have their thoughts on the ocean right now, but I was ahead of the fucking curve, okay? On June 12th, I let everyone know how I feel about the ocean. Look at where we are now. The orcas have unionized. Things are underwater that are not going well for humanity. Just deal with it, all right? Don't go in the ocean. That's what I tell you. People are bringing up old videos of me saying sharks don't kill people in the ocean. It's me with a sword underwater waiting I to find you. I love that video. Just hectic, crazy stuff that you can't believe. I was victorious against uh, Kenny King and his magical background of wrestling. I like to prove myself in matches where I can meet them where they are, but I can also bring them into my world, which I think I completely did with Kenny King. And I think it worked. And uh, I got to watch most of the main event, which was Zack Sabre Jr. versus Nick Gage, which is just a fucking fever dream of a match to have happened. And I just want to say this. Zack Sabre Jr. was on Dynamite last night. I imagine he'll be at Forbidden Door. 
I know he's going back to Japan, but I just want to say this, Zack Sabre Jr. When you make it back on the U.S. soil, I owe you a vegan dinner, okay? And I remember all those moments we had. I would have never guessed that you felt the way I felt. And I'm going to be honored when we finally step toe-to-toe in the ring, but then sit side-to-side at a beautiful, probably we'll eat falafel together. I'll feed you falafel, okay? I don't want to get too much more into it than that, but I will say Nick Gage was trying to put some things together, and Zack Sabre Jr. was a little busy hanging out with Effie, and that's okay. There's no judgment there. There's no problem with that. But y'all be nice to my big giant twink boy, my giant British twink boy who hates the Tories. He's British? Oh, yeah. He talks like this. Yeah, he's a big Brit. He's a very tall Brit, and he's going to row you up like a pretzel. And he's got his blonde hair now. He's a bit of a punk. He, it looks like he got cornered in a back alley with the pretty stick and just got the shit beat out. Oh, yeah. And he used to be real skinny, and it was fine. But now he's got like, what do they call it in Britain? A dumper? He's got a dumper? And I'm quite fond of that. Quite fond of him having a dumper. It's pretty incredible stuff. I love it. Uh, I'm going to leave this alone. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting too in the weeds here. Uh, Zach Saber Jr., call me. Uh, my Instagram DMs are open. He doesn't have an Instagram. My Twitter DMs are open. I'll just fuck it. Here's my phone number, Zach Saber Jr. I'm just... Okay. Uh, after the show, I had to get ready because we were going to Minneapolis, which makes total sense to fly from LA to Minneapolis. The weird part of this was my flight was going to land in Minneapolis at 5.30, and the show started at 7, doors opened at 6.00. And poor Dark Sheik, she had to wait at the airport for me before I got there. But we made it. We made it there. And just in time for doors to open, did we arrive at First Avenue, home of Prince, my birthday twin. We've been there many times before. That's some of these places you're going to hear. We go there a lot of times. It's different every time. And it can feel different every time. I showed up. I set up my merchandise. I even sold merchandise for a second because I'm kind of irresponsible. And the match had six of us in it, so I wasn't that worried. Allie was in a four-way with Sheik, with Free Range Kara, with... uh, I'm trying to think of who else was in the four-way. Why am I forgetting this? What's wrong with me? Oh, Badger Briggs. They rule. Yeah, Badger Briggs, who does beautiful art. Uh, They had a four-way, but I got to be in a weird-ass six-way match that was very early on the card. So I was there. I was dressed. I was ready. I was done. Like, it was a very... It was a quick turnaround. And I wrestled against Riley Jackson, who's actually beat me in one-on-one competition. I wrestled against Shane Black, who was in the original Twink Gauntlet. I wrestled against Eric Cannon, who is, uh, you know, father and founder. Not, not Predator fame, Shane Black. No, no, no. Not the director of Predator, Shane Black. The lifeguard with the twinkish boyish figure, Shane Black. I know it's easy to confuse those two. Sorry to correct you there, but star of Predator, not director. Whoa, but didn't he direct stuff too? Didn't he direct he, the other guys? He's a director guys? now. Okay, so he's not... But he was in wow. Predator. Wow, please correct me. That's that's a great correction. Uh, I mean, part of Effie is Predator influence. Yeah, that's very true. People think I wear fishnet pantyhose. Inspired. No, no, no. I wear alien armor to stop you from killing me. And I also have laser vision. People don't know that. I have laser vision, much like the Predator alien. And I wear the same uh, alien fishnet armor that is brought from their planet 
to help them survive the harsh realities of Carl Weathers. Oh, I didn't realize he directed the 2018 Predator. Did he? See? Holy shit. It was a pretty good one. That was the one with the weird school yard thing. I didn't see that one. Well, let's maybe we'll watch it. Maybe we won't. John McTurman was the OG director. The guy did Die Hard. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And Last Action Hero, which I think rules as a movie. I've never seen Last Action Hero. I might I think suck. it's time. Is it, it meta? Is it meta? It's it's very it's I mean it's Arnold in his weird, you know, right before the bad Arnold period. There's no such thing. Okay. You you I know we are getting into Minnesota territory, but you did watch an Arnold movie. End of days, yes. It ruled. Are you kidding me? The movie was so silly. Uh, we'll talk about that on the minisode. I've watched a lot of things that sometimes I'm watching stuff and I go, do I have to discuss this on the minisode? Because I don't know if I want to tell people I've seen it. But now it's been brought up. Uh, yeah, end of days, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, after we finish, I it's not that I don't feel good, but I was sort of like, I was hitting my stride of, okay, I can finally start to cool down. Turns out the second I started to cool down, I was like, I don't feel that great. But I figured I would try to push through it. We hung out all night. I still went and hung out with everybody. Uh, I've gotten to see Brian Keith like every single week this summer, which has been fantastic. We are fighting each other on July 23rd, so that's going to be really exciting. I haven't gotten to fight him. I fought him four times in 2022. I have not fought him once in 2023, so I'm very excited about that. Somebody said, why do they keep booking that match? I was like, because it's sick. And Brian Keith goes, because it's sick. And I was like, yeah, it's sick. Like we're, It's awesome. He brings out a side of me that I don't normally have brought out because he understands that Effie is more than a, a silly boy. Some people come to me and they just want to do silly things, uh, and I'll give you a little bit of silly but also, I'm not a comedy wrestler. I just don't take most of you seriously. We've discussed this before. I tried to get on an earlier flight out of Minneapolis. Wrestlepalooza was lit. I do want to mention this. We're coming back to the Mall of America. Hell yeah. Second time. Here we go, Log Flume. Here we go, Log Flume. Here we go, Five Clairs. Here we go, Cheesecake Factory and Rainforest Cafe in the same building. Are you going to get your ear pierced again? Yes. I've been waiting. I might do it before this. I don't know. I'm very excited. But I'm going to keep the safety clip in for a long time. Bisexual Genie Effie was one of my favorite variants, for sure. He was also in a lot of trouble. Um, He also didn't have a voice for most of the time that his ear was pierced, which just added to the ambiance. I talk like this. (laughs) What's up, guys? I thought about this. I spoke with Dylan McQueen the other day, who I'm actually wrestling on Sunday in a singles match. Oh, shit. For the second time ever, but first time ever in a ring. We did a no ring. And... I said, should I dye my hair blonde again? I have another action figure coming out that's going to be blonde. Uh, it was a hot look, a very toyetic look, as they say in the figure community. I don't know if I'll survive another round of being blonde. Like, I'm being completely honest with the human nature of this. I don't know if it was good for me as a human being. And I can't. you can't blame your decisions on being a blonde. But I'm going to blame my decisions yes, on being a blonde. Can. I was a bit erratic. Let me say this. I am healthy right now. I don't smoke. That has nothing to do with the healthy. I weigh 210 pounds. When I was blonde, my lowest weight was 178. I was not eating enough. I was running rough shot. I was crazy. I was living the lifestyle. And now I feel healthy. I wake up and I go, ah, I yawn and I go, I feel good. And then I do stuff and I don't feel broken until five in the afternoon when I finally awaken to the nighttime or whatever. So I'm questioning it. I have to take some steps to make sure I'm healthy enough to be a blonde again. We'll see. It does bring a certain side out of me that doesn't have uh, a lot of, what do they call that? 
uh, impulse control. Blonde Effie doesn't have a lot of yeah. impulse control. And you've been there for multiple Effies, Peter, and you can feel it out and tell me the truth later. But I, I'm a little nervous about going blonde again. We want you to survive whatever. Although the blonde, the blonde's so good. Though. It looks good. It's so good. I like how you hesitated for telling me that it looks good because I might die. Yeah, I would like to keep you alive for at least like a little bit longer, you know? I'm not, listen, I'm not going out in my Christ year. I'm living through this yeah. one. I got too much on the table. I'm feeling it. I'm ready to go. Uh, the Pharisees are knocking at my door, and I'm going to knock them all out. All right? The Pharisees can have what's theirs. Give unto Caesar what is his. But give unto me what is mine, motherfucker. All right? Y'all don't got to tie 10%, but like 8% would be good. That'd be great. I'd appreciate it. I sat in the... I tried to get on two standby flights, and I thought I was in because there was a gay Delta employee. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll sit in the jump seat. Yeah. No. I should have just slept in and trusted the flight I had because I did not get on either of the standby flights and I just had to wait around until noon to get on this plane. I get home. I landed at five and I realized, I said, if I stop now, my body's just going to shut down. So I ended up doing the full Monday Not Raw stream. I don't even remember it happening. I took Dayquil and was like, if you were there, God bless you. It was a very successful stream. It went really well. We watched a lot of great stuff, but also I have no clue what was going on. And since then, I have been in and out of naps, as Peter can confirm with you. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. Now, we have a lot of questions here, don't we? We do. I just want to say, too, if you're on the Patreon, we have the... Uh, we're going to watch the movie next week, I believe. Yes. Of, uh, what is the name of this film? Hang on. Tourist Trap? Yes. The Tourist Trap? As a part of our Mannequin series with MovieJohn.com. Uh, and our series we're calling Effie Bird and Peter Bird at the movies. We're at the movies. Effie Bird and Peter Bird. Yes, we'll be watching Tourist Trap. I found out that this is actually one of the, you know how like the VHS whore market is this crazy collector's thing where people are spending a gazillion dollars? Yeah. That particular VHS is like three, $400. Like the original VHS copy mm-hmm. of this. I have a friend, Righteous Jesse, who runs a Tennessee-based VHS store, and I would like to get some more of the knowledge of this from him uh, on how this prices and who's really out here collecting because he seems to do very good business up there and he'll get like a he'll get like boxes of VHSs and he'll be able to sell you like yo this is actually worth a lot or this is nothing or like it's pretty wild stuff. Uh, Rick, who sent us the delicious coffee, this that coffee we've been is drinking. so good, Rick. Oh my god! I didn't. I woke up this morning on Nyquil, kind of, and I saw a message from Rick that was like, "Let me know how the coffee is," and I wrote, "It's so good," which isn't really a fair assumption. It is like. How do you describe, I don't want to say mild, but it's like, it is a very, very smooth. There's not a bitterness to this Mm -hmm. coffee. It is having you do the fresh grinding. I'm going to buy you a new grinder though. I'm buying you a new grinder. I want you to, I want you to have no limits to your coffee expansions. We do once I finish, because the last thing that I haven't moved is dishes. I do have this crazy um, contraption where you weigh out the beans and the water and it brews like a perfect cup of coffee. It I'm takes in. like 20 minutes, but it's, it's worth it. It's good teamwork, and it works for me. I like this. 
I do too. I do too. Uh, um, he does the VHS flipping thing, oh. and he has given me breakdowns of what he spends on the VHSs versus what he is making back. And like, brother, we are doing something wrong with our lives that we're not doing this. It's crazy the money he makes off of it. Well, we do have a fully open whatnot channel that I have not used yet, and maybe that's something we can work on together, creating a whatnot verse. What is a whatnot? So verse? it's a. It's a streaming website where you can stream and do live auctions of things, particularly like I would do effy things. Oh. But you can also have an online web store where you can have stuff up or you can have stuff that says, here's the reserve price on this. We're going to auction it on this day. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. And they messaged me the other day and they were like, you know, you have a fully functional whatnot channel. And I was like, I've been moving. I don't know. Nothing makes sense anymore. But I think if we went through that that room in there, we could find some stuff that people would be interested in getting and doing some whatnots. For and sure. I think if we if we went on a little journey of our own, even out to some of the crazy flea markets around here, yeah, I think we would have a, a hell of a time. Do you know about the drive-in theater? Yes. They have flea markets there on the weekends. Really? Yeah. We went and saw the X-Men New Mutants movie. In the drive-in, and I, as I said to Perfect. AJ after, I said, I don't know if that was actually a movie. <laughs> it seemed like most parts of a movie, but it wasn't like actually like... It was the one they had to reshoot like nine times yeah. or something. It was not a full movie, in my opinion. I did the Chris Rock Saw reboot there. Oh. Not... I loved it. Did I you? thought it was silly. I think I just like Chris Rock too much. I think it was, it was Chris Rock overcompensating with the amount of curse words... Um, I don't know that the best one that I've seen in the movie in the drive-in was Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman rules. Psycho Gorman's gay queer icon. Right I think there. the director of Psycho Gorman follows me on Twitter now, which really? I'm really into. That rules. Uh, second, we were supposed to go to an A24 film premiere this weekend. Me and Jimmy Lloyd for Talk to Me about the. I've been hearing such good things about that. Well, I didn't know that Raka Raka is one of the directors of Talk To Me, the two brothers from Australia, one of them being Raka Raka, the Deathmatch Clown, uh, who Jimmy is doing a, an A24 documentary on Deathmatch with them. Uh, it is... Can we talk about that? I, they've talked about it a little bit in public. Okay. So now I feel a little more comfortable okay. talking about it. But it is... I didn't realize those two guys were the ones that directed it. I met Raka Raka when he was in Detroit, I think, one time doing shows that rules. and then i said the director it said the directors and it was his brothers and it was like also known as racka racka the deathmatch clown and i was like what jimmy and he's like yeah and i was like this is crazy but by the time we got out of the show saturday it was like we were gross i was like we can't show up to a movie premiere looking like this no. but it would have been very very cool i hope people go see that movie it looks crazy okay let's do questions wait before questions Thank you so much for my birthday present, which also came with a talk to me postcard. You got me the Bo is Afraid Mona Wasserman Industries hat that I'm going to wear with such pride. And I don't want to roast them, but I have to say this because it made me laugh so hard. Joey and Jimmy kept calling it Boy is Afraid, <laughs> like a buoy. And it almost made more sense to me because of all the water scenes. They said, what's up with yeah. Bowie is Afraid? And I was like, Bowie is Afraid. Okay, can we quickly talk no we should save that for we're minis. saving it because i have a bombshell that a Whoa. listener who's because i'm starting but folks that are starting to watch Bo right. is afraid at home. we are on digital release now um uh i'm getting some interesting theories that might change a couple things all right i'm i'm all about it i think this is the beauty of this movie is getting to discuss it with other people and seeing what they have kind of roarsacked it's from it. true art 
in the fact that it hits everyone specifically in a way that is meaningful for them. Yeah. To where it is this like diamond object that you can view from a million angles, which I think Ooh, that's what art object. is supposed to be. It is. And what a what a world. I love it. I love things that we can continually reflect on and find new things about it. Okay, this is from Drugs. I'm craving some ramen. What's your go-to dish? Uh, I like a spicy tonkatsu, which is the pork broth. I like to make sure it has mushrooms in it, hopefully full mushrooms. I like scallions. I like those big pieces of pork that are like the thick bacon. Yeah. I like a pretty hearty noodle. I don't want like a, a pretty yeah, thin spaghetti ramen noodle. I like a, I like a hearty noodle. Uh, and I like to have the fish cakes in it. You like the fish cakes? Fish cakes are great. Fish cakes rule. Wet fish cakes, fantastic. And then it's got to have a lot of the nori seaweed in there. I like uh, I like it to look like a kelp forest when I'm digging in. What about you, Peter? I'm just obsessed with anything Ginya at the moment. Yeah? So, like, the, since we got those here, incredible. Where's our closest Ginya? Um, over near Videodrome. So that's very close. Yeah, very close. We should make a, make a trip up yeah. that way for yeah. a nice little ramen meal there's a lot of good restaurants right around that corner that's i mean it's atlanta there's I we know. have everything i know it's wonderful i've got to stop ordering doordash here because it is everything is close and convenient look there's a lot of stuff just a stone's throw i know i wouldn't even need it delivered if i would walk up there but like the other day i ordered a quart of matzo chicken noodle soup and i forgot i ordered it because i was so deluged on nyquil and I walked outside and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to eat all this soup. <laughs> I don't know if it helped, but it didn't hurt. I'll tell you that. Go to Taco Bell order. It's from Peter. Okay. Uh, Peter, here's my go to Taco Bell order. I get a Crunchwrap Supreme combo with a, with a crunchy taco. And then I order a Mexican pizza on the side. And then I usually order a seven layer burrito to go with it. And then I order two orders of cinnamon twist and a sugar freeze Baja Blast. Woo. I've been eating, Peter. What I, about so you? I get order anxiety sometimes. Yeah. And so I will go for whatever the bullshit box. The box. Yeah. Yeah. But the box is usually a great deal. It, I had yeah. nacho but fries for the first time the, and they were very good. They rule. I didn't they realize rule. how good that seasoning yeah. would be. Um, but I also will order like two or three other things because I'm like, ah, what if it's I don't not know, It's only a dollar. And then, and then I am just a, a coma of a human being for like the next two days. That's okay. Yeah. I talked to Kevin Blackwood, vegan extraordinaire, and he said they've started the Beyond Meat at some of the locations, so you can get the Beyond Crunch Wrap. I don't trust it. I don't trust anything, but I'll eat anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going there for dietary guidance. This is true. You know, they used to say, oh, they have to drain the meat. And I said, well, at least they're draining the meat. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) rather have it drained than not drained. What if they didn't drain the meat? Okay, this is from Morgan. Longtime listener, first time question asker. We love that, by the way. What indie promotion have you not wrestled in that you would like to wrestle in? Uh, I have never wrestled for Limitless Wrestling. And I would love to. We've tried. We've circled each other on dates a few times. They are mainstays of Maine. Maine is one of the few states I haven't wrestled in. I'm not a person who has to wrestle in every state because there are certain states where I'm like, I don't know. In my mind, like I'm sure there's people that live there that deserve to see me, and that's awesome. But like, I don't really need to go to Arkansas to feel complete. But I would love to wrestle in Maine. I know there's a lot of talent at Limitless that has gone on to do great things. And a lot of their talent in the Northeast that gets to go out there and try new stuff and do weird things. And 
their champion right now, Big Beef Narls Garvin, we've never had a match. I've known him forever. And so I would love to come up to Limitless sometimes if it works out. The problem right now is I have people hitting me up for dates. Sometimes I'm just booked out. And like uh, we have some big things coming up in Europe. We have some big things coming up on other continents. We have some massive stuff happening. And sometimes I just miss because I'm not in the country or around or I'm booked somewhere else. And it's not that I'm trying to avoid going certain places. Um, I even had someone hit me up the other day and they were like, they thought this promotion, this promotion thought I was like trying not to go there. And I was like, yo, like they were like, why won't you, why won't you give her any dates? And I was like, yo, I I literally every date she gave me, I have already booked it. Like I'm not making this up. So sometimes it just comes down to like, you got to jump a few months ahead if you really want to get me involved. Uh, but I would say limitless first and foremost, there's a few other promotions I'd love to get out to, but I would also love to see, like I've seen this year, more promotions, uh, kind of appearing and doing their own thing and not trying to fall into trend with, you know, what everybody else is doing, but sort of just like creating their own version of what they think wrestling is. You know, we got to plant some trees the Johnny Appleseed of gay promotions. Okay. This is from pork. Hey, Peter and Effie, first uh, first of all, fuck the whole beach and every grain of sand on it. Amen. Second, does Effie mind being around people who are mildly fucked up right now? I want to eat some uh, shiitake mushrooms before GCW in Hartford and want to say hi, but also don't want to be a trigger or anything. We'll smoke a joint and do 10 push-ups in your honor. Hello. This is a very good question. And I remember when I first stopped drinking, uh, I was at a family get-together. And my aunt was like, oh, my God, uh, we're having wine around you. Are you okay? And I'm totally okay. I'm fine. I understand not everybody is. I've had enough of everything. Uh, I'm sure my situation is not like all people's situations. You should always be respectful and at least probably ask them. But I assure you, I'm around people who are under the influence of things all the time. It does not trigger me. I am fine where I stand. I don't really even miss smoking the weed that much. I'm sure part of it is like, I've had to just turn it off in my brain, but I found myself very much more present and clear. Uh, not on this fucking NyQuil. My God. I mean, that's, if you think, if you think, you know, drugs affect you, try going completely sober and then taking some NyQuil. That shit is like going down a black hole of confusion. Uh, so no, I'm completely fine with that. I am. I, I would, I would hope you would inform me of what it is because I don't want to just be like, I don't know what was going on with them. But it's, you know, it's something you have to get used to a little bit being at a party and you kind of go, oh, shit, I forgot everyone's getting drunker as the party goes on. Right. It's uh, it's good to be informed of it, but it is not something there's no trigger for me that's going to make me do anything, you know, outside of what my comfort zone is truly. Okay, this is from Julie Alexander. We need some Effie in my neck of the woods. Any plans to come to Wrestling Revolver in uh, Dayton? I have tried to work out dates with Wrestling Revolver a few times. And like I said, I have been busy or doing other things. Like this weekend, I was in LA the same time as a Wrestling Revolver. I'm going to be in Connecticut the same time they're in Texas. There's just It's very hard sometimes to have shows that are running at the same time and doing that. I would love to make my way out to Wrestling Revolver. those dates have not lined up yet, but it, you know, it at least makes me happy to know that I am wanted in these places. I haven't figured out a way to clone myself yet, but I would love to get out there. There's a lot of people on the Revolver roster that I'd love to be a part of, but it's also beautiful post kind of 
post this COVID world to see that there are so many shows happening at once that it would be impossible to be on all of them. Like everybody's working. That's beautiful. Keep it, keep it working. You know what I mean? Okay. This is from Julie Scott. What indie movies are you looking forward to this summer? It feels like a 24 just dropped a ton of trailers, poor things and bottoms caught my eye personally. Okay. Bottoms looks hilarious. Yeah. And Shout out Marshawn Lynch for just taking on the role of the century with the Fight Club teacher coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is an A24 film, but I just watched a trailer for Black Girl and the Monster. Black Girl and Her Monster. I'm trying to think of exactly the title of this. But it is a retelling of the Frankenstein story told from the perspective of a young uh, black girl who is a, a whiz, a tech whiz. Are you going to correct me here? Um, Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. It looks phenomenal. looks very well told. It's shot and shown like a horror film, but I think it's uh, very much in the vein of Mary Shelley, who was a young woman when she wrote this book and put out Frankenstein, that now it's sort of being told in this completely new way that looks insane and incredible and magical and... It seems like there are a lot of tricks being done to keep the budget low, but also not take out from the fantasy of the the fully realized monster vision. And I'm very excited to see that one. I'm trying to think of other films that are on the way out now. Uh, I recently saw a trailer for a film. I think it's Blue Jean about she's a teacher in uh, the UK during uh, the time when they were trying to censor uh, gay people. And she kind of has to make a decision whether to be living out loud or, or not. And I think it's going to be heart-wrenching and it's going to ruin my day. And I'm very looking forward to it. Uh, I'm trying to think of other films. Is there anything else on your mind, Peter? The Poor Things, the Yorgos. Oh, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very excited for I'm that. I'm excited for that, too. Uh, his last to... film was The Favorite, right? I believe so. Which was a kind of straight up a film. Mm-hmm. Still very, very good and weird and fun, but it's not quite like uh, Dogtooth or The Lobster or uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer yeah. in that strange yeah. darkness. This looks like strange darkness. I'm glad he's back to it. Is Colin Farrell going to make an appearance? Or has he moved past that I now? think he's. I think he's sitting this one out. That's I okay. I do believe Willem is going to be our guy ah, in this one. Mr. Defoe. Mm-hmm. Did you see his recent picture inside? No, that I'm curious it's about. It's on Peacock. We can watch it oh, together. shit. I thought it was very well done. I love a film where you can tell like they're like, hey, we've got four weeks with Willem Defoe in one location. Let's make our movie real quick. Because it was quick. a pandy. It was a, sorry, a pandemic movie. Yes. Yes, it was. And I got in a bad habit of calling the pandemic the Yeah, it's pandy. a pandy, pandy cinema, you know? <laughs> pandy cinema. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was... I just, as a Capricorn son, I love restraints when it comes to art. It's the idea of this is what we got to do. These are the restrictions. Deal with it. Yeah, it and I don't think rules. it takes away from, oh, well, if they had this or if they had that. It's like, no, this is mm-hmm. art that's particularly made in these constructs, like... You have to embrace it in that way, and it's very, very I, I want to see people act with both hands tied behind their back. Yeah. What a way to put it. Uh, although, you know, I can probably hit a strike if I've got my rails up. <laughs> this is true. Um, it's also, this one's hard because I try not to pay attention to shit as much as possible, and so it'll just pop into my purview, and I'll go, oh, shit, something awesome that I didn't know about. I didn't I didn't see this one coming. I enjoy yeah. the black boxes. I would say... Um, 
that one we watched yesterday was a bit of a black box. First Reformed. Yes. We're going to talk about First Reformed on the mini-sode. I'm sorry I put you through that right before work. And while I was on cough medicine, I was just like, no, it's time. You need to watch this. But it's a great companion piece to Paul Schrader's The Master Gardener. Yes. In a very different way. Yes. And I think I think I saw so much more similarity in it that second time, obviously, because I hadn't seen it in a couple years. But what a fucking, what a wrencher. You can buy the hat. You can buy the Master Gardener hat? You can buy the, the First Reformed The First hat. Reformed the, one, the, the merch that the, he's selling in the church. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is dark. Um, I almost got you the bow pajamas, but then I was like, no. No, <laughs> we live in, we li- yeah, you need, the, I'm in hats all the time. You made the right choice, my friend. The <laughs> Mona Wasserman hat is going to go with me everywhere. Um, okay, sorry, this is from Emily. Sorry in advance, but fuck, Mary kill, Ronald McDonald, Grimace, and the Hamburglar. Okay, uh, I'm going to kill the Hamburglar for his crimes against humanity. Oh, God, no. I'm going to fuck Grimace, and I'm going to marry Ronald McDonald. Because I want access to the kingdom. What about you, Peter? I'm killing Ronald. Oh, wow. Because you know he's got bodies somewhere. That guy needs to go down. Um, I'm definitely fucking Grimace because that guy is a freak. Yeah. Um, And I want to marry the Hamburglar because I want a life of intrigue. Oh, my gosh. I I like that. Are you guys going to be like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of pair? Every every time I watch like Sopranos or even it's been Better Call Saul lately, I want to be the crime girlfriend. I think you'd be a fun crime girlfriend. I get home and I'm like, don't ask questions, (laughs) but pack your bags. And you're like, okay, babe, it's fine. Don't open the trunk. Oh, wait, should that's, I, a, I... that's our life already. Yeah, well, we can't <laughs> we open can't the trunk open the of the trunk. Buick Lucerne. <laughs> Lucerne, her trunk won't open. I mean, we really, we don't know if we've been driving around with a body in the back of this car. Potentially. We can't open the trunk of this vehicle we that we've been sharing. It's adorable. I'm proud of us. It's I a hope mystery. that little girl's it's not in there. Pandora's box of crime. I will say, AJ's dad was like, if you open it, just give me back whatever's in there. And I'm like, all right, well, we're not going to open it. I'm not risking that. No. I don't want to know. Okay, this is from Boris. I'm just a simple guy and cannot ever understand subtext. How do you two figure out meanings behind movies so effortless? Effortless. That's a really funny word to fuck up. I know. Your mini-sodes are becoming an important and valuable part of my life. First of all, so sweet. Thank so you. So sweet. Because I, sometimes I'm like, does anyone like these minisodes? I like these minisodes. I love the minisodes. And I feel like, not that I'm not in full freedom mode here, but it's almost like a breath comes out. And I like, you're kind of like, it's like you're, it's like when you finish on the stage and you're going to the backstage and you're just chatting with your friends. I do want to say this. I'm a believer that any kind of art, whether it be music or movies or TV or books, uh, it's all a very unique perspective. You obviously are taking in someone's perspective that they have put into permanence in a way that can be understood or unfolded. And you might even be understanding it in a way that they didn't mean to have it put out. But I think constantly, if you are aware of all of these people's different perspectives and aware of all the perspectives that can be shown to you, and you're aware of the historical connotation of how perspective has been used through art throughout history, it makes it a little easier to put the pieces together. So I think we have a lot of different references that we're coming off of. I think we're approaching art in a way that's exciting for us, which means we are digging as deep into the art as we can. And are we completely right about things? Absolutely not. That's not the point of it. But I think anything that inspires discussion and inspires us to look into deeper reference or look into bigger parts of life, it helps us understand life better too. And 
you know, when you're trusting that these things are not facts, these are just things that we are noticing based on other things that we have noticed in taking in life. Uh, I've often been asked what the point of life is, probably not with any true sincerity, but to me, the fact that you're asking is the point itself. So I think as long as we are still exploring, as long as we are still curious, as long as we are still trying to figure out the great mysteries of the beyond, that that is in itself the excitement of life is to continue being uh, curious and questioning. So yeah, I think that's the best way to go forward with art. And you know what? Maybe Clifford the Big Red Dog is just a movie about a dog. Or maybe, maybe it's a it's a a heartfelt look at how you learn to live and love capitalism after you know it's gonna destroy its surroundings and kill everything that that stands before it while consuming uh all of the resources to keep it alive. It's so cute, but it's eating everything. Damn, Clifford. Clifford. Big red guy. Holy shit. He's a motherfucker. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I fully believe that life is just about reflections. Human beings are reflections. You're a reflection. Art is a reflection. We are just trying to hold a mirror back to ourselves to understand what the fuck is happening here. Yeah, and we don't have to understand it, but at least if we're looking, we're gaining empathy in a way towards other people's perspectives, you know? Okay, last question. This is from Kylie. Hey, FEU versus Dylan. I can't wait. GCW versus New South 2. Let's fucking go. Happy Pride. Also, Peter, come to Alabama. I can't wait to meet you. Oh, my God. Do you want to go to Alabama? Yeah, sure. Could be weird. I I love the people of Alabama, and I'm scared for you living in your state. I also say the same thing about Florida. I probably should say the same thing about Georgia. Uh, The people of Alabama have always loved FE deeply. I know that Dylan McQueen is a mainstay in the New South roster. I've been there many, many times myself. Um, this is what always makes me nervous, Peter, because sometimes when Effie has a match with someone, it can be life altering. It can be a change. And sometimes for Effie, it's a night on the clock. And so I want to make sure that we give you everything you want out of Effie versus Dylan McQueen. But I also have to make sure I'm not holding myself to a particular set of standards where I'm going to disappoint myself by not meeting that standard. So I'm going to give you everything we got. I'm going to try my best, but uh, just know it's still going to be fun for me. I'm not going to make it to where I'm stressing myself out to be in the ring with someone who I consider a friend, but we are going to beat the shit out of each other. Uh, I'm hoping in the future we can bring Peter to Alabama. I think on this trip, it might be, I mean, I am going to be landing in Atlanta from Chicago Saturday and then driving to uh, Alabama, but also... Two days in Alabama. We've got a system right now that's working with these with these puppers. We need to make sure they're settled in yeah, and all of that. They're still getting used to each other here and getting used to the house. And I think it's it's possible down the line. Uh, I'm also living in a maze of un, un, of stuff that isn't unpacked. Yeah, but you know what? You'll have all the room of the living room. You can stage things in here. Yeah. You can move things around. You can figure it out this weekend. I think we'll be a little more settled soon here. Yeah, uh, and yeah. you know, because I even it looks more organized in my room. It's not. I have no idea what's going on, and I haven't been home or feeling well enough to do anything with it. Uh, we're gonna make it, and I'm gonna show up driving to Huntsville. We're gonna go to Florence for Sunday. I think I'm gonna be feeling a lot more physically capable than I was the last time when we fought the Carnies, where my legs were giving out and I was shaking because I had just been traveling too much. Watch the life of for that period of time. Yeah, that was that shit hits. When you get to that part, like where I was, I was like, I was a, I was not a part of this. I was here for this yeah. and still it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. I still haven't watched it. 
I'm going to do a watch along soon uh, before the end of the month, but I still have not watched The Life of Effie. It's so good. I've heard. I don't, I don't, it's just, it resonated in a way that I wasn't expecting. Good. I'm, it's hard for me in general. It's your life and I, I get why it would be difficult. Right. But it's hard for me in general and I'm trying to be better in all things with this to have any sort of permanence over the art that I put out. Like I see guys who finish their matches and then they're immediately watching them back and they're like watching them in the hotel room. And I'm like, you were in the match, man. You don't need to watch the match again. But I'm also a little envious of their ability to just like go back and exist in the art that they just created. Like I can see both sides of the argument. Uh, with me, it's like once I have completed something, I don't need to sit in it ever again. Yeah. And I don't think it's me turning down my art or turning it away, but it's sort of like I am consistently moving forward in the art that I'm creating. And even stuff like when I was in Florida, when people were like, you used to come to this promotion, you used to do that. And I'd be like, I, my brain is only forward moving, so I can't even functionally think about what got me here. I'm yeah. only thinking about where I currently stand and moving forward. And I hope that someday I will find more reflective period to do that. And maybe watching this will help, but I've got to find the time to sit down and watch it. We also have a mannequin-based film that we need. There's, there's a lot going there's on. Lot going we have a lot on. to watch. We have a lot to see. I haven't even seen The Little Mermaid yet. Come on. I hear it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I miss my old Disney cartoons where they were cartoons and not nature documentaries. You don't like when The Lion King, when Timon and Pumbaa Ugh. are talking warthogs and meerkats? I'm sorry. That was just, that one shot me in the childhood a Did little it? bit. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of into it. What's the, what's the what do you think is the Disney cartoon they could not make into a real one? Probably Great Mouse Detective, thank God. Oh. Yeah, that would Is that Disney? Yeah. Wow. Weird. Yeah. That's my favorite. Oh, I'm thinking of Five Will Goes West and uh That would also be a hard one. That's not Disney, but it's very good. That was uh that was Amblin, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, and they had Who's the guy who did all the He did Rockadoodle too. Uh and he did uh, the one with Macaulay Culkin, where he where the books yell Sanctuary, Story Master, Story, Page Master, yeah, Page Master. What's this guy's? This guy's sick. My uh, friend has a bunch of his tattoos. Was it? No, wrong guy. A moment like this, some people wait forever for that one special kiss. Oh, I can't believe it's Don Bluth. Don what? Don Bluth is that? Don Bluth. Secret of Nim. Yeah. Did he do? uh, All dogs go to heaven. Yeah. Anastasia. Yeah. The little bat from Anastasia. Yes. And uh, this is who did Fergie? I'm sure the new Disney movies are fine. I'm just being a grump because this animation was like a big part of my childhood. And well, it doesn't take away the animation. The animation's still there. It's just now there's a new generation that gets to enjoy it or whatever. Okay, I'm going to stop being a grump thing. 